everybody welcome back to segment two we start off with the late great john lennon and instant karma as one of ma- my favorite lennon songs as many of you already know uh yesterday october 9th what would have been his 70th birthday uh he died january 9th 1980 basically assassinated in my opinion i won't even say the guy's name he doesn't even deserve to be named <laughs> and uh brought a lot of good things to the world he was a paradoxical person highly creative uh did a lot for people and uh he's greatly missed so uh we just wanted to recognize him and and uh you know wish he was still around there was a computer generated thing that i guess you can do where you can age yourself and see what you would look like at a certain point and they had a picture of him supposedly what he would look like at 70 and uh it's kinda, creepy it, yeah but it kind of worried me because i thought i don't know if i'd want to do that to myself and see what i'm gonna look like at 70 i thought he actually looked pretty good probably compared to what i would look like so <laughs> <laughs> anyhow so john lennon yeah and uh you know what can you say one of the greatest one of the great songwriters songwriters beatles of all time uh yeah yeah it's it's a lot of a lot of times with these guys who went early and i mean he didn't go that early but he certainly went way too early you sit and wonder what because you look at stars now look at people now who have been going like elton john some of these guys have been going for a long time 40 yeah, I mean, so, yeah, he was young, but it's not like 22 or 21. No, no like not the 27 club. Yeah, not the 27 club, you know. Um, but, yeah, you just wonder what creativity, what creative yeah, thing he would be doing. Is. Or, you know, dare I say, I know Beatles fans are going to just want to kill me, but you think he would have gone commercial, like done a Broadway play? He, or He might know? have. I mean, who knows? Would he have been playing Vegas? Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine that? But the thing that I always John regretted. John Lennon at the Mirage. The, the thing I always regretted and why I was in some denial after he died is I had always held out hope, being a huge Beatles fan, that somehow, some way, the Beatles would get together. And I figured it, it would be a big charity gig. And I was talking to my wife and I said, could you imagine? I know that George Harrison was still alive, and I know when the Beatles would have done it, it would have been after 9-11. And I'm sure if John Lennon was alive and George was still there, they probably would have reunited because he loved New York City. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That probably yeah. would have been the catalyst well, that I mean, brought one of them the back famous, together. Famous posters of the you know John Lennon of all time is where he has the New York City right. shirt on. So. Right. All right. Well, yeah, it's it, that's you know it's bittersweet, and but at least he left us with so much uh, cool creative huge stuff that musical you can just listen to over and over. But speaking of uh, musical legacy, there's a group here in town that is striving to set their foot forward as a musical legacy and definitely a force in Tacoma. Maurice 
the fish records have uh, taken Tacoma by storm, and they're doing a lot of good things, and we caught up with them, and here's how that sounded. In the studio with us today, we have representatives from Maurice, the fish records, which is located right here in Tacoma. It's a record label that is on the move, on the rise. they got a lot of great stuff going on, and we have Raymond, Susan, and Sarah in the studio with us. Welcome to the program, guys and gals. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Daryl. Thanks. Good to be here. Pleasure. Yeah, it's good to have you guys here. Now, tell us a little bit uh, about Maurice the Fist Records, um, where you guys started, what you do, and why in Tacoma? Sarah? <laughs> I won't do that to her. Sarah's, Sarah's, our, Sarah's our new PR director. She's panicking right now. Well, um, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm from Tacoma, and uh, about three years ago, we started Maurice the Fish Records um, as a traditional record label, uh, independent record label, where basically we were paying to have albums put out. You know, um, basically the artists were recording it, but we were doing going the traditional way. Um, and then, of course, um, which would be sign them. Press, Sign them. Do a CD. Exactly. Do some uh, promotion, some shows, try to sell them. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then basically, you know, soon after, you know, within that first year, of course, there's a lot of, you know, getting the label set up, you know, with staff and with artists and trying to get all the, you know, different administrative things in place. Um, then the economy kind of went to hell. No. And, yeah. And then I got sick. I actually went through a period of time where I was um, kind of out, out of sorts for about seven months. Um, and, uh, and well, I'm healthy again now, but when I when I got sick, I kind of went, you know, I had a time to think about how things were, how things, you know, the fact that the economy tank, there's not a lot of money. And then I started thinking, you know, the artists around this area, the artists that we currently have on the, the roster, um, these guys have something that's more valuable than money, I think. Um, uh, their talent. That, their talent, yeah. But besides the talent, like, for example, Heidi um, Vladica, who um, performed here earlier, I mean, not only is she a wonderful entertainer, um, cute oh um but she's um she's also a fantastic photographer and so a lot of our artists um you know my, my group uh, rick Beatty's group um we just did a a, a photo shoot for sure uh, microphones and, and earphones and all that um she, she she donates that aspect of her talent to the label so um basically that's where we went with the, as a label we said okay let's back up and instead of having a traditional independent record label where everyone comes on and we pay to have your album come out, we promote it, we market, whatever. I came up with this kind of a strange philosophy of, hey, and I talked to everyone about it, I said, hey, there's no money, there's not a lot of money, so why don't we you know, join forces together with the artists that we currently have you know, and continue to sign other artists that have the same mindset, bring them on, look at what their resources are, you know, other than being musicians or songwriters, whatever, put those into a pool and let everyone from the label um, pull from those if you will. So it's like a community. It's a community, yeah. Co-op. Yeah, it's a co-op, community of artists and of course the staff right. that brings these people in and they kind of list, oh hey, I'm good at marketing, I'm good at uh, whatever photography, I've got computer skills and nunchuck skills or whatever right, going exactly. on. Exactly. And then so then you use you draw from each of those. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really neat thing because you know, it is the traditional way of almost anything in the entertainment, music business is going away. Yep. Um, you know, you have the big three labels, and even those guys are trying to figure out what to do with the whole iTunes and downloading, and nobody nobody really buys, you know, CDs so much anymore. I mean, some do, but a lot of it's individual songs or whatever. And as soon as it's on the web, man, it's everywhere. It's, viral. Yeah, it just goes viral. So um, that's really neat. I like I like that approach. Now is. Um, 
how did you start the label? What, what what was the decision behind that? I mean, there's there's been labels that have come and gone, and and you know, lots of independent labels. Uh, it's a tough road for them. So when you sat down and said, I because I happen to know you're a amazing musician yourself. Thank you. And Appreciate wonderful, amazing keyboard keyboardist, great songs. You have a great voice. But to go from an artist to, you know, management, you know, and um, signing and, and dealing with contracts and, and personalities and, and, you know, all that aspect. What, were you crazy? Yes. <laughs> and we're out. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. It's over. Thank you. Big Joe just gave me the cut sign. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the cut sign. Wait a minute. No, um, let me backtrack, too. I want to say that this new philosophy I've been t I t just discussed is it's, it's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're five months into that new way, and we have a, lot, a long way to go to get everybody feeling the love and getting things you know um taken care of but what happened was is basically a few years back when susan and i were working on september sky my album um you know i just was so frustrated because i would hear you know stories of you know musicians like you talked about u277 earlier and you know rick and, and close friends um no joke you know all joking aside that just were not being seen and going trying to go about it the traditional way with merchandise and whatever and working hard and nothing happening and I just yeah I was crazy I, I sat down with one of our artists Danielle Agnew and said she would happen to be flown in here from LA we have an office in LA as well I said hey I what do you think I have this great idea of putting all these artists together and she said it's gonna be a pain in the ass it's gonna be hard but I it's part of me part of being a musician, part of who I am. Um, like, I love to have a good time and cut up and laugh. It's, it's healthy. But I, you know, I want to help my friends. And the, the, the split side to that is you get help from them as well. And so we end up having a family. So why I started it was because I recognized that I needed support in the music industry, and I recognize they did as well. And I think that if you talk to each one of them separately, um, as long as I got my checks, um, <laughs> they'd tell you, they'd all be, if they're honest, they'd tell you that there's some really positive things about it, and then there's some other things that still need a lot of tweaking. Mm -hmm. And we're working on that. The goal is to take this philosophy starting in 2011 and have a lot of the stuff we're working on behind the scenes and be able just to explode. And, um, you know, and part of that. I know this isn't part of your question, but part of that is um, the Sure connection. I mean, we have the other partners out there, like uh, the Tacoma Sports Commission has brought us on as their leg. We're, um, we're trying to think outside the box. The, the Tacoma Rainiers, McCormick Woods Golf Course, um, Tacoma.fm mm -hmm. is one of our partners now. And uh, we have, Pat, you know who Pat Cashman is? Right. Yes, yeah. legend. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Pat Cashman is a friend of mine and do, does all of our uh, spots for us for free. Nothing. Now, the first set he sent us, oh, he'll be listening to this, but he even told me, he said they were a little in, uninspired, and he said Rick's name wrong, but um, he just sent some, but there were some good ones there, too, and I think he called him Beatty. That might, that, that might have been my fault, though. But, uh, but uh, so, you know, we're trying to reach out and use, those are my resources that I bring to the table. You know, Pat's a great guy and will do anything for his friends and people he believes in, and so... Well, you know, that's a, what we're trying to do. This is just a side note, and I, this is very self serving. Sure. Tell Pat we want to have him on the program. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, Pat, we've been huge. I've been a huge fan of Pat Cashman for years when he was on Almost Live and Radio and so oh, forth. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, and I like the Taco Time commercials. <laughs> 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 so, Pat, come on the program, would you please? Uh, so, um, now, Susan, 
you're also co-owner, correct? Yes, yes. And how did you get involved in this? And um, what is your role in Maurice the Fish Records? Um, Ray, I've known Ray for quite a while, and, and uh, again, he knew my mom and my sister first, but um, uh, and we just became great friends. And when he came up with this idea, he needed someone to to help with some of the. Uh, administrative end of it uh, as you can tell he's the more outspoken <laughs> the two of us so uh, he just takes care of that kind of thing but um, yeah I've just hung in there and, and watched it kind of grow and um, I just love the family aspect of it and and uh, um, I, I I'm sort of I want to say the maternal part of of our <laughs> pairing here. I try and go to you know everyone's shows and make sure that you know I, I try to keep in contact with the artists see what they need um and uh you know part of our label is that uh we want we want our artists to have a soft place to land it's a hard, it's hard out there and it really we, is. we really want them to feel like you know if they're not doing as well as they can they have a soft place to go and and we can help them we can get them through whatever tough time they're going through give them some guidance whatever we can help them with the resources that we have pooled and um and so i'm just kind of a the contact person for all of that but uh we're, we're working on all the things he he suggested earlier that we're trying to work out all the bugs mm -hmm. and uh, so between us and also with sarah's help because she's huge she's such a huge help she just started with us and um just been an amazing help with us so yeah yeah, so. And Sarah, describe your role in Maurice the Fish Records. Well, Ray brought me on, uh, gosh, it feels like months now, but it's probably only been a couple months. Um, I started out by helping on uh, their Facebook page, and um, seems simple, but I start out with a little quote of the day. But I go to shows, I interact with the, uh, with the fans, I help out with the art, some of the artists and their event schedules. Um, what's really good about what I do is I try to bring visibility to the artists. Um, anything that I can do to make their lives a little bit easier so that they can be out there booking shows. Um, and I'm just getting my feet wet, getting to know all of our different um, our, our connections. Um, the venues, yeah, the artists, exactly. the press and all that. Yeah. But yeah. It, it feels really good because um, I was just at a show at the Mandolin on Friday. And, Ray, I forgot to tell, to tell you about this, but um, we had a little old lady and her husband that were at a showcase uh, at the Women of Maurice the Fish Showcase not long ago. And she won uh, one of our little fish, the betas. Right, yes. And, <laughs> An and, actual fish, you guys, right? right? You give an yeah, we give fish? them away at yeah. events. And um, I was milling around that night and gave them a card and asked them to stay. And sure enough, they were there Friday night just to see our artists. So that's, that's really indicative of the presence that we're having around town. That's great. Yeah. Well, I can't go any further without uh, letting you get away uh, and telling us the inspiration of the uh, name of the company. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> How can I how can I condense this? Well, basically, um, about back in 1992, um, I was going to college here locally, Tacoma Community College, and um, I uh, had study groups. And I had a fish. I had a beta fighting fish at my house. I, I lived alone. I was lonely. I, I guess I don't know. And um, the gals come over one. I mean, the study group came over one time, and because uh, <laughs> we were studying. Yes. I know what you're thinking, Big Joker. <laughs> and uh, and I they I had just been listening to Steve Miller, the Joker, and um, you know they do Maurice, you know and the girls. So what's your fish's name? Uh, Maurice. <laughs> you know that's that's where the the fish got its name, um, but basically. Um, 
a couple months later, I was cleaning the fish tank out, and don't ask me why. I can't believe I'm going to say this on your show here, but I would clean the toilet out with you know simple green. Then I'd put the fish in there. I did this for a year. Nothing. Ever, <laughs> the fish was tough. I nothing ever happened to. So it. you would hold the fish in the toilet. No, I wouldn't hold it. You no, know, you, you would. <laughs> Put them in the toilet. Put them in the toilet. For holding. For holding, yeah, yeah, yeah. While you clean the tank. While I clean the tank, yes. I can you know, see where this is yeah, going. Yeah, you can see this going, yeah. <laughs> well, if I were to fast forward it, um, I got a call from someone, said, hey, can you come over and help? And of course, I, sure, I'll be happy to help you. So I went over there, came back, completely forgot about Maurice and the, his new home. And um, uh, the next bit was like slow motion because I had to go to the bathroom and flush the toilet. And right as I flushed the toilet, I saw him kind of go, you know, he kind of came up there. And I slow motion, I, I reached in there, urine and all, and I could feel his little fingers. Or, I mean, his little his little tail going between my my my, my fingertips. And that down was, he goes. That down he goes. Yeah, that's. I think that's why. It's a sad tale of Maurice the Fish. <laughs> sad so tale. It's like a kid's story. Ah, he's been immortalized. Sad tale. Well. Was that? Was that? <laughs> oh. That should be a kid's book, I believe. It should be. Yeah, for that. So now tell us about the uh, the artists that you have that are on your label. There's quite a few of them, and sure. some very stellar artist indeed thank you and as you said you have an office in LA and I know you guys are doing stuff around the US and and lots of things going on tell us about where you get these artists and who they are well where we get them that's the easiest thing is um, we go down to Goodwill and they're at five o'clock no. um, where we get them they're playing out front they're playing out front that's where Rick was before <laughs> Yeah, Home Depot. He just got his new ukulele endorsement. Um, quite frank, it's real simple. Uh, just an existing, for any musicians out there that are listening, you know, um, it's not that Maurice Fish Records isn't going to be signing artists in the future, but, you know, this is a great way that artists can, you know, a lot of artists have their own labels anyway. But it was our network of musicians. Mm -hmm. Rick and I knew each other. We'll speak of the people who are here locally. I knew Susan, known Heidi for years and years. Um, and uh, all the other musicians, you know, Daniel Agnew, um, Kim Archer, Jimmy Nelson, I was in the Army with. Kim, Ar uh, Kim Archer, you guys obviously know who Kim Archer is. Yeah, we had her on the program. Yeah, she's very well known in this area. Um, Eric Montgomery, him and I went to school together. Uh, Nick Sandy is one of my roommates. Met him a couple of years through one of our other artists, Savannah, who, uh, you know, she's a pop singer. Uh, the JNC Trio is a combination of some of the different artists on our label. Um, Heidi, obviously, who her, saw her perform, and then Rick, obviously, how you were talking earlier about him shredding. Those are the majority of our Not artists. documents. Not documents, <laughs> but shredding on the guitar. It's, it's amazing. It's, Unbelievable uh, work. Yeah, the, uh, the, the gal I mentioned earlier was uh, Danielle Agnew, who is in L.A. Uh, she actually used to be in um, the Seattle area. She was known as Danielle Murray. She's from Montana. She was in a group called Pope Jane, actually, that was signed with Madonna's level Maverick. Mm. They all sold their homes. Moved to L.A. and then the label folded, filed, folded. Yep. and so they, <laughs> which happens, <laughs> which happens. And I met yeah. Danielle actually uh, back in 1992 at a gig, and we just have been friends all these years. And then, um, and then of course my group, Raymond Hayden and the Dark Drive Home, um, Susan and I obviously are in that group. Um, Nick, who I talked, he's one of our solo artists, a uh, gentleman by the name of Dave Sawyer, who's really good friends with all of us, and, and him and Rick are good buddies. And we were in the army together over in Germany years ago. Small world again. Um, and then we have a, we have a we're in the process of looking at new drummers, but we have a cat named Bobby Nesbitt, who um, has played with um, bands like Metal Church, um, Pantera, toured with uh, the guy from um, Alice in Chains over in Europe for a couple of years. And he saw us at the Mandolin Cafe um, and just loved what we did. And so we've, we actually just did a gig with him, the 253 Heart Festival. That was um, a great time. Yeah, that was a good time. It was really, Ben, you yeah, did you a guys, good job. You guys were well represented down there, too. 
Yeah, it was nice. Well, yeah. we, we appreciate it. Now, are you taking on, like, if a, let's say, because uh, we have a lot of bands and so forth out there, uh, are you taking um, inquiries or are you looking for, I know you said you you know, you might not be signing anything, but, you know, if somebody was interested in you and what you guys are doing, are you are you open to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, we're on the uh, the net at uh, maurisofishrecords.net. .net. I can tell you that, um, like I, I, I said earlier, you know, being uh, completely honest, we're five months into this new philosophy. Mm-hmm. We still have ways to go to take care of our current artists. And the one thing we don't want to do is um, we don't want to move forward until we can make sure that our current artists are taken care of. Um, we have lots in a long ways to go. That's why I said at the beginning of next year, um, you know, Hopefully we could start looking at you know new artists. One of the things that I didn't mention earlier, guys, is we don't overlap genres. So we're you know if we've got one shredder, we're not going to get another shredder because what we want to do is we want to be able to say okay, that you we've got that genre on Morrissey Fish Records covered, mm-hmm. so that can be focused on. Okay, and that's stuff we're working behind the scenes. You have this cooperative um, philosophy and business model, but for the uninitiated on what's happening in the record business right now, how does that differ from what the big guys are doing compared to what you're doing? Well, the, the biggest thing is, is um, on, on the positive side, is the artist controls their own destiny. They put on their album what they want to put on their album. They do the artwork they want to do. If they want to do a cover, they do it. They do any, I, I don't tell them what to do. I mean, that's, that's not my job. My job is just to be the owner of the label. You know, what resources can we bring to the table that's going to help you gain visibility um as far as um on the other side of that uh, if you get signed with a major label and it's not all bad but they basically you know pay you you get a lot of money up front but they tell you what to do pretty much every move what kind of music how you play you know where you fit and then how much money you get i mean you know you, you know what and I they think, start deducting yeah i mean you maybe get a, <laughs> maybe get 40 cents an album yeah it's, yep. it's ridiculous i remember hearing a story about the goo goo dolls how they went out everybody knew who they were and the guy was you know saying yeah we you know we, we had like 100 grand to split between us or some crazy thing um, but this way what we do that's also different joe is um is we don't re, you know have, take any royalty money or anything from the, their from their songs for anything at all um so it's the artist gets they keep all their money, and they keep all the you know the, retain all the rights to everything they do. You know it's one of the one of the artists we are looking at I'm bringing on that want to join with us and will actually this is you know kind of a, a scoop if you will. But um, I don't know if you've heard of Doug Skoog. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug Skoog's son is is one of my closest friends, and Doug uh, and his band you know um, Joe and Brian and um, oh I forgot the drummer's name off bill bill barnes billy barnes they um they all want to jo- join us it's just a matter of getting together with them and signing but um you know they're uh, they, they they already have a following they already have the venues they already record their own cds but what we bring to them is we can help them keep the fire burning and they support have a good sh- exactly, so forth. support yeah and they know and they the thing that they like i know it's kind of a long answer but it ties back into what you asked about what differentiates us is when we told them we don't want anything from you other than you know your fans come to see our fans our fans come to see yours you know they were like wow so you don't we're just helping each other out and that's what it comes yeah, back that's to. great well our guest today are is uh raymond susan and sarah maurice the fish records their website maurice 
thefishrecords.net, and Raymond has his own uh, website, RaymondHayden.com, and I suggest you check him out. He's a fabulous musician in, in his own right, and it's really, really good stuff. So uh, before we get on out of here, because uh, we really enjoy what you're doing. We're proud South Sound guys, and... It is nice to see South Sound businesses that are in uh, music and entertainment and so forth, and we want you guys to succeed. What's the goal? I know you said you're, you're kind of working on some bugs out, but what's the long-term goal? What are your thoughts for one, two, three years from now? What's Maurice the Fish record? What are you guys, what are you guys working towards? Wow, um, that's a very good question. Never thought about that. Um, I guess the, the simple thing is, is every artist on this label, everyone is in a different place with their musical career. And my, our, you know, our personal goal, Susan and I have talked about this a little bit. Like I said, it's new into it, five months into this new philosophy, but would be to actually have um, venture capital and money to start being able to not only provide resources that we all bring together, but to actually have a, have a bank account that we can start doing more promotion, more marketing, whatever. And, well, and tell people where they can get the albums from all of your artists and check. I know you can go to the website sure. and listen to clips, but are, where where are the CDs? Where, where, where can we find these? Well, most of them are working on CDs right now, and you can go to Maurice the Fish Records on Facebook. We have everything, all of the links and everything on there that'll take you right to each of all of the artists' websites as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they should be up there very soon. We have a couple that are coming out by the end of the year. And uh, but I think the end of January we should have several more CDs out. Are we on so. CD Baby, iTunes. We'll CD be, Baby, yes. iTunes. We have yes. any in the brick and mortar stores like Rocket Records or Buzzards or anything yet? Not that not that I know of. I mean, I think at one time we've all done that. I mean, I, I know I had a big uh, couple of my CDs in um, in Borders for a while. But yeah, mm -hmm. and what it is is it, it, hate to bring it back to the websites, but you know, MauriceFishRecords.net. Every, every artist up there, if you click on the links below them, it takes them right to their website. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, for example, Rick, you go there and you can buy CDs from his website. But see, yeah, the traditional CD Baby, Amazon, iTunes. One last question sure. uh, for Sarah. As the PR liaison and uh, dealing with the artists, so far, is there one common middle of the night uh, phone call that people call and say, I need your help, <laughs> that comes up uh, quite often? Not yet. They usually call Ray first. It will. <laughs> it will. He's usually up. So. <laughs> well, we want to just say, uh, as the Northwest Convergence Zone, um, we really appreciate what you guys are doing. Anything that we can do to help and to be in partnership with you guys, uh, we're willing. You guys want to throw your artists our way, we'd love to put them up on our program. Uh, you guys are doing events. We, uh, you let us know. We'll put it out there for the people. Excellent. Um, we we think it's great what you guys are doing and just wish nothing but the best and the greatest of success for Maurice the Fish Records. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank Thanks you. Lot, Thank guys. you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. And now, here's our very own Professor Emeritus of the Forgotten and Obscure to tell us where they've all gone, our very own Rockter J. All right, that's uh, Don Henley doing Dirty Laundry. It's a song about uh, 
TV news people. And our Where Are They Now is a pretty well-known television news person anchor that was here in Seattle on Cairo 7. Now, this might test some of the Convergence Zone listeners, but her name was Sandy Hill, and uh, she was on Cairo in the early 70s. She was one of the first women anchors in Seattle and did the 12 o'clock news. Um, At first, she was brought in to do interviews, and then she went on to host Good Morning America and 2020. And uh, the part that I particularly like that she did is there used to be this cheesy afternoon movie called The Big Money Movie. Yes. <laughs> and Sandy would make the telephone call. Yeah. And if you were home and knew the amount of the jackpot. The jackpot. You, and, you would win. But usually the phone would just ring and ring and ring. <laughs> no. And the camera would be on her. Yeah. She'd be right. staring at the camera waiting for somebody Rarely to pick up. Rarely did anybody ever pick up the phone. And it's like, <laughs> let's add 10 more dollars to the jackpot. Uh, nobody's oh, home in no, Seattle. Nobody's home. But uh, All the lights have been turned out. Boeing shut down. <laughs> yeah, really. In the seventies, that's yeah, true. No one was here. Yeah, but uh, the this interesting number part has been too, disconnected that I forgot about was in 1966. She was a Miss Washington, and as it turns out, I used to have an ex-girlfriend who her mother was heavily involved in the Miss Washington pageant. And then I remembered I met Sandy Hill one time because her mom had taught her how to be in a pageant and the whole beauty queen situation, you know, but she was Miss Washington in 1966. Sandy Hill retired uh, to Southern California, as a lot of news people do. And uh, she raised her children and uh, she sold real estate. And so that's what's up with Sandy Hill, the big money movie. All right. Thank you, Big Joe. Well, let me tell you about something that's coming up uh, that's new. Uh, We have a brand new comedy club that's opening in Tacoma this weekend. It's the Tacoma Comedy Club, and it is located down at uh, 6th and Tacoma. Tacoma Avenue. Tacoma Avenue. 6th and Tacoma Avenue. Avenue. Yeah, it's right downtown by by the McDonald's on uh, Tacoma Avenue. Uh, just down the street from it, there's if you know where La Unica is, which is the I used to take Spanish lessons there. It's across. Okay, the how about the Hobnob? The Hobnob. Or how about yeah. the Wrights? How about Wrights Park? It's down by Wrights Park. Those nobody knows where those places are though. Yeah. La Unica, people are all over that. Never heard of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it they have a uh, a. a Grand opening this weekend, the 15th and the 16th, and Kane Holloway and Sean Anderson, who are two uh, Tacoma movie stars, guys that are involved in uh, comedy and movies, are going to be opening for it. This is also a uh, comedy club that's co-owned by one of our friends, Adam Norwest. And uh, so everybody get out and support the Tacoma Comedy Club. They've got some great stuff coming up. You can go to their website at TacomaComedyClub.com. And uh, ticket prices are only 12 bucks. And like I said, keep your eye on that place because they have some really big-name comedians that are going to be rolling through Tacoma. That's something that we need here, and we hope you get out there and support it. Uh, and we plan on doing that as well. Uh, that's it for us, guys. It's been a great show. Thank you guys so much for being here. I want to thank Heidi Vladica. We want to thank uh, all the folks from uh, Maurice the Fish Records and uh, – John Lennon, man. Uh, Happy birthday to him. And we miss him. Let's go out with another one of his songs. Feel like starting. Feels like starting over. I feel like starting over. (laughs) (laughs) Groundhog's Day. Anyway, thank you, guys. This is the Northwest Convergence Zone. I'm Big D. This is Big Joe. I'm Double D. And we're out of here. We have grown. Although our love is still special 